This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of the Tom and Bob Show, where each week we discuss best practices in the field of customer experience management. I'm Tom DeWitt, Director of CXM at MSU, and I'm joined by my co-host and partner in crime, Bob Keipel, Vice President of CX of M, and retired Global CX Executive with General Motors. Without further ado, let's get this show on the road. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Tom and Bob Show. I'm Tom DeWitt, and I'm joined by... Bob Keipel. We are thrilled today to have Nancy Flowers, Vice President of Member Experience for Haggerty US, which is based in Traverse City, Michigan, uh, with us to share information about their customer experience strategy. Uh, So Nancy is the Chief Architect of Customer Experience Strategy and executes initiatives on behalf of Haggerty, which is the largest provider of insurance for classic and vintage cars and boats in the world. Nancy's been with Haggerty for 16 years, um, so she has an in-depth understanding of the organization and, and their, their CX function. Uh, Haggerty is a leader in the industry for net promoter score and retention, which has resulted in solid growth over the years. Welcome to the show, Nancy. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, let's get started. I'm going to ask you a question, Nancy, about sort of your journey with Haggerty what Haggerty's role is, what your team is like, and your mission. So you've been there 16 years. Can you just tell us kind of how you and Haggerty has evolved since you started? Yeah, um, happy to. So, uh, well, I've, I started when I was 15, right, since I've been there 16 years. But um, no, all kidding aside, yeah, I mean, when I started there, um, we were kind of a smaller niche insurance company. I mean, when I started, there were less than 200 employees. Um, now we're up over 2,000 employees. We're in the UK, we're in Germany, we're in Canada. Um, and so we've just grown so much over the years, and not, not just in size, but really in our mission and our strategy. Um, And so, you know, as I said, we started out as a niche insurance company, but we really listened and grew with our customers. And now I would describe us as more of an automotive lifestyle brand um, with lots of offerings around membership and helping enthusiasts get the most out of their hobby around their vehicle, whether it's a vintage motorcycle or, you know, a classic car. Um, It's really about helping uh, hobbyists get the most out of what they love. And I can attest, I was a, was a customer. I sold my vintage car last year, but um, I thought of Haggerty as insurance. You know, I was paying insurance and getting really great treatment and nothing ever happened. I never needed to use the insurance, but you guys would send out like a the flatbed truck and take good care of my car. It was very reassuring. But then there are all these other things that I could do like auto shows and events, which I can attest, you know, I I was really impressed and a big fan. I can see why you guys do so well. Yeah. It's been interesting that you mentioned um, roadside uh, service. So that was one of sort of our first uh, steps outside of insurance 
um, is that, you know, we noticed that these, these vehicles, these collector vehicles, you know, when they break down, it's a really different experience, right? So it's, it's a pain enough when your daily driver breaks down, but when you're out there enjoying your 67 Mustang, you know, getting all the thumbs up, that things are great, and it breaks down, uh, it's really emotional, right? You've ruined your Saturday drive with your family, you're on the side of the road in this beautiful car. Um, and so that was one of our first steps outside of insurance was to develop a roadside program specifically for these really special vehicles. Um, they didn't want, they used to call it kind of a hook and chain showing up to take care of their vehicle. Mm -hmm. So we went into like flatbed trucks and soft straps. Um, and then from there, we just evolved. I mean, one of, one of our signature um, sort of products is the Haggerty Drivers Club magazine, um, which is a lifestyle magazine, um, one of the largest distributions in the U.S. in terms of automotive magazines, award-winning magazine, has nothing to do with insurance. It's all about their passion. I don't know, Bob, did you ever receive the magazine? I would read every page. And you, know, you hear magazine and you think, well, that's kind of like retro or whatever. But people who are into it, like me, I want to read everything about it. And then there's a lot about valuation that Haggerty does. And you're always wondering, how much is my car worth? What are these other cars worth? So it was spot on. I mean, I was your perfect target customer for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's changed so much. I often say, you know, in 15 years, I've kind of worked for four different companies is how I feel. You know, um, I mean, we do now we have a drive share, which is where you can rent peer to peer rental of classic cars. Um, you know, just valuation tools, as Bob mentions, we do a lot of events, driving tours, you know, um, track days. Uh, cars and coffee. So it's really just, um, it's been, it's been super fun. So Nancy, um, you and Bob have kind of touched on this a little bit. Uh, it's obvious that Haggerty has a unique approach in a highly competitive industry. How does Haggerty drive engagement? Um, and maybe more specifically about the insurance side. I imagine most people, I know myself personally, would want to minimize my involvement with an insurance company but how, how have you deepened that relationship? Yeah, well, we actually, so my team, one of our core responsibilities is driving engagement with customers. Um, and, you know, when I think of what our, we, we call it our devotion model, right? So we want to drive devoted fans of the brand. Um, and, you know, obviously there's some things, there's some foundational things, right? We have excellent service, really knowledgeable, friendly people that you can get a hold of like that. Um, and that, that is kind of the foundation to engagement. Um, now, I will tell you, I always say excellent service doesn't deliver devoted fans, but you can't have devoted fans without it, right? <laughs> so it starts with that kind of flawless excellent service. When you call to get a policy, when you call to rent a car, when you're doing it online, right? And then um, what we really focus on are the moments and milestones in, in an automotive lifestyle that really matter to people, right? So to build that emotional connection. Now, whether that's, um, you know, during a claims process with insurance, right? That's, that's a really emotional time, um, and uh, I'll just give you an example of something we do. But if somebody, you know, 
should experience a total loss of their vehicle, our claims team sends out total loss care packages, right? We know how emotional that is. Um, What's and, in that package, please? Can you well, it's that? all about getting their car back on the road, right? So um, it's a, like sort of has things like a headlamp and a little metal bowl for things so that if they're working on their car, so that's if they keep the salvage, if they want to keep the total loss and rebuild it, mm -hmm. right? We'll send them the, uh, you know, get your car back on the road package. Mm -hmm. So um, that's, that's an example of a moment, but there's tons of moments, right? Like some people, it's uh, their third car, right? And, and we'll send them something about now you're truly a collector, right? One car, maybe not two cars, maybe not. But once you have three cars, like, you know, you're in it, right? So what, um, what, what do you send them that reflects your understanding of who they are and what they value when they get that third car? What, what do you send them? I'm just curious. Yeah, well, in that case, um, a lot of times it's a personal note from our call center rep, right? So if I talk to you and you said, you know, this is my third car, I'm not gonna be able to fit this in the garage kind of thing, right? Um, but we always have, and we talk about this a lot with our brand, that twinkle in the eye, right? So the, um, the actual card that the uh, LSA might, find, might fill out is a um, mock-up of like cigars, like you get when you have a baby, oh, <laughs> you know? Okay. So we always have a little humor um, and, uh, and definitely, you know, our mission as a company uh, is really all around saving driving, right? And, and um, some people might say, well, driving doesn't need saved necessarily, but um, it is really, it's been very interesting during this pandemic, right? Like driving is one of the few things you could continue to do to enjoy yourself, right? <laughs> to get out there by yourself and enjoy the road, enjoy the scenery, right? Unplug, untap. Um, and so often we are all about, again, if there's a claim, it's about getting them back on the road. If there's a roadside incident, it's about getting them back on the road, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's about helping them you know, connect at cars and coffee, um, or, uh, you know, have a really unique experience. I mean, we, um, we just recently had a small group of collectors at the Ford Museum, but within the design center, which is really, really cool and, you know, sought after. Um, so it's really about just creating those unique experiences around those moments that people really care about in that automotive lifestyle. And you mentioned COVID and you also talked about milestones a little bit ago. Um, is there a seasonality to you for your business related to the activities that you do? I mean, I'm just for what, for whatever reason, we're sitting in frozen Michigan right now and we're watching golf on TV. They're in Hawaii playing golf. Yeah. Um, so with cars, do you have like the winter and you're doing things in the South or what happens with your seasonality? Yeah. So, so it, it is seasonal and, and even kind of in the South, it seems like sometimes summer is just the time for like gatherings and outings and events, right? The season typically kicks off with, um, it's, it's called Scottsdale week, but it's a big sort of auction week in January. Um, and then it, it kind of goes, you know, goes from there and just goes up, 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 up until September, right? In terms of events, um, I would not say that our 
you know, our business has a seasonality, but the events that we participate in and our clients participate in and the activities around driving are pretty seasonal. Now it's been interesting with COVID, right? It's been sort of, what are they saying? It's, it's like the, you know, a new birth of innovation again for companies, right? Having to, um, you know, we interact face-to-face so much with our customers, with all of the events we attend and all of the events we put on. We haven't been able to do that, just like every other company. So we've done some really cool virtual events. Um, and, uh, you know, again, recognizing, so one of, one of a really, really special moment for a lot of people in the automotive industry is going to Pebble Beach to the Pebble Beach Concours on the line, on the lawn, whether, on the line, on the lawn, um, you know, whether you're a car person or not, it is a magical, magical moment, right? Um, So we, Haggerty, many, many years ago, we would just go out there as car people early, early in the morning, like 4.30 a.m. in the morning to watch the cars pull onto the field, you know, and you're overlooking the ocean and it's kind of misty and these cars, and that just like grew because we'd bring a friend, you know, and the friend would bring a friend. And so um, it's an event that we call Dawn Patrol and we serve donuts and coffee. Um, and there's kind of a coveted hat that comes out every year. But we couldn't do that this year, right? And we were mourning that. Like it was kind of sad. It's a really big deal for us and for our um, members. And um, so we did a virtual Dawn Patrol drive where people <laughs> could just virtually take their cars out, you know, not, not virtually, take their cars out alone um, and then post about their drive. And they had to do it between like the hours of like 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. We had so much participation in that. It was so fun. So I actually think, you know, one of the gifts coming out of the pandemic is that we've gotten better at ways to connect without actually being together. Yeah, awesome. I, I, I believe it. So you, you've shared with us a lot of um, experience and experience management. How do you, how do you measure against um, customer expectations for these experiences? How do, how do you determine when, when, when you're doing well? Yeah, well, um, we we're a little non-traditional in, in this way in terms of, you know, there's a lot of people that think, there's, um, you know, one measurement, right? So we often have talked about net promoter score being kind of the ultimate measurement, right? Or there's other, you know, there's other camps that think it's the, um, you know, the the client service index, right? Or it's CSAT. Um, And we kind of use a variety of measurements. Um, I I firmly believe that you're not measuring everything the same way. Um, So my advice to people just getting into sort of client experience is to you really, the first thing you have to do is understand what are the moments um, of your customer experience that really are connected to loyalty, right? So, you know, a claim, for example, that's really connected to loyalty, but there are other things that you may not expect. So you have to really seek to understand that. An example I give is, Bob mentioned earlier, we have a valuation tool. So um, car people, uh, motorcycle owners can go onto our valuation tools and look up 
um, values within the market, like what their car is worth and how it compares to like, you know, a level one Concorde car versus like one that's, you know, hasn't been kept up well, that sort of thing. And um, I would never have guessed that's a critical moment in our relationship with our clients, but it really is, right? So the first thing I say is you got to understand what are the moments that matter. Because one of the mistakes I think we make as client experience experts is we measure everything, right? Like, like you're measuring the front door and like, like we just measure everything and then it's just noise, right? Yeah. It's a lot of noise. So I, I say you've met, first I say you identify what you're going to measure, what is most highly correlated with loyalty. And then you have to understand the elements of that experience that are linked to satisfaction, right? So again, using like claims as an example, we measure empathy, right? We, we measure whether that agent has delivered empathy because it's a really very connected to, to driving their satisfaction around that experience. Um, but you know, when you're buying an insurance policy online or renting a vehicle, right, online, that's about ease of business. So we measure ease around that transaction. Um, so, and, and in, in a different case, you might be measuring value, right? So we, um, we have a framework uh, with NPS is our anchor metric at the relationship level, but depending on the experience, we are measuring some different things. That's, That's great insight. You know, yeah. very few organizations get that. You know, I'm, I, I'm, to this day, I'm amazed at how many organizations cling on to NPS and load their NPS score. But when you ask them what's driving NPS in your organization, they can't answer you because they're not measuring for it. Because to your point, they're not acknowledging the extent to which customers value different experiences and how their evaluative criteria might vary across those. Right, so, right. Yeah, you're, you're brilliant, quite honestly. That's <laughs> well, great. No, I mean, it, you've helpful. got a sense of clarity there that most organizations don't get. They're still s struggling in the trenches with everybody else saying, you know, we've got a ton of information, but we don't know how to use it. So, yeah. That, well, the other thing, and, you know, NPS is how I started in client experience, right? Like my, uh, our CEO, McKeel Haggerty, um, he had heard about NPS or, you know, read about it. And this was, this was quite a long time ago. And, um, and you know, he's like, I was in, I was, I was the head of our marketing department. Right. And he's like, can you look into this? You know, should we be tracking this? Um, so it's really useful. Um, and again, it's an anchor metric for us. It's a great benchmarking metric, right? I mean, everybody uses it. Everybody talks about it. Industries have, you know, rankings, that sort of thing. Great benchmarking. But you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily uncover. I don't know what, what's yeah. driving it. And the other thing that's interesting in the B, well, more in the B to B, you mentioned clients or members, um, is this customer health score, which is much more rational you know it's about customer churn and it's about rate of opening emails and and it's so cold you know it yeah. doesn't you know what you've talked about um these commitments that we have with organizations you know we don't talk enough about trust and relationship commitment and the emotional lot, tied to that a lot about how do i how do i make sure that my customer is happy is yeah. what Nancy's talking about because yeah. Haggerty has a mission 
it's yeah. clear, you know. It's it is funny impressive. though. We do measure, so we uh, and you know, it, I will. I am blessed with a company that truly believes in client experience and um, in in the value of clients, right? And our partners too. When I, I I forget to mention that, but but we we do oversee the partner experience too. Um, but um, so blessed with a company that, that gets the client experience. And, and we did have to invest a lot to understand our loyalty drivers. Um, but one of the, one of the kind of like funniest stories, you know, is, um, you can imagine that, you know, a lot of our customers, and this is changing and evolving over time, but we have a lot of middle-aged men, you know, <laughs> are into cars. Unlike and, me. Uh, Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like Bob, right? No, so, unlike me, no, I'm super young. Right. So when we started down this path of like, what emotions, like what what emotions do our clients want to feel, right? Like when have when have we hit it, right? Like, do they want to be delighted? You know, do they want to be trusted? Do they want to be? And so it was so hard to get car guys to talk about emotions, emotions. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is, is they love their car. Yeah, they'd say yeah. probably as much as their wife, you know, they wouldn't say yeah. that out loud, but isn't that fun? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, love, they love sports, but okay, yeah. let's change the subject now. Um, okay, Nancy, let's talk about HR because I don't want to talk about relationships and things like that. That scares me, Tom. <laughs> um, right. They're changing, you know. we're moving away from emotion right now. But it's, <laughs> I'm, that's one of my goals for our podcast. Um, but no, no, seriously, let's talk about HR for a second because um, you're based in Traverse City, which isn't the hugest place in the world. Of, you know, it's not a very populous area. Um, but can you just give us a little feel for what you see as what makes a good CX professional and how do you get people to have that empathy and how do you reinforce the Haggerty culture and do you have to be a car guy or a car girl to work there? Could you just talk about the HR side of things for CX? Sure. Well, you know, in general um, at Haggerty, I would say you don't have to be a car guy or a car girl to get there, but you have to you have to understand the spirit, right, of collecting cars or being into cars, right? You have to understand, like, that passion and that spirit. And we do a ton. Like, it's really hard to work at Haggerty and not get into cars, right? Because we do a ton to kind of immerse people in the hobby. We want everyone to get behind the wheel of a classic car, right? We do a ton of employee driving events, a ton of, like, you can learn how to drive. You know, a lot of our employees, you know, we have big call centers and, and some of them are younger and they don't know how to drive an automatic, right? So we do drive trainings like on automatics and stuff. And I mean, I think when you get people behind the wheels of those incredible um, cars, they get it. So we do a ton of education around that. Um, but you don't have to come in that way, you know, but it's really hard to leave not feeling that way, not right. getting the passion. Um, mm -hmm. I, I will say, like, for me, when I look at my team, um, curiosity is huge in client experience, right? Like it's that natural, like I love human behavior, right? Like I, I really, I should have been a social scientist, right? Like I love like, well, why, why did that make that person mad? Right? Like, or why would they be so upset about that? Or just like, 
you know, it, that's fascinating to me. Just that natural curiosity about kind of human behavior, I think is huge in client experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so I, I, I look, I look for that good listening skills, right. Which leads, I think to empathy. Um, and then you do have to believe deeply about the client value, right? And so you ask about like, well, how do you, how do you build that empathy? I mean, one of the things that's really important, I think, is we talk about what does a lost customer cost, right? Like, you know, in terms of business, we, we often talk about, you know, insurance will talk a lot about retention, but like, what we should talk about is like, we lost five customers yesterday, right? And we gained 10, so we're really even. Right. Or, you know, I think I think sometimes those big numbers like 97 percent this or 82 percent that, you know, mask what we're talking about, you know. So I do a lot with my team around that, you know, kind of that that value of a customer. Um, And then I'll I'll, I'll be quiet in a second. But in terms of the hiring culture and hiring and HR, um, we have a fabulous human resources department and a fabulous team that's focused on training and culture and hiring the right people. Um, and, and I get to partner with them. I don't get any credit for that. I mean, they are, and you guys have met Kate Hogan. She actually won one of the um, CX of M awards uh, for um, a class she puts on around like, what do we promise to provide to clients and members and partners and um, and she partnered with Tracy for my team on that course, but um, I I am lucky to have that from Haggerty. They just you know the culture is number one from the top down. That's so important. And Tom, wouldn't you say uh, you can't really have a good customer experience if you don't have a good company culture? Don't you, isn't that just a basic? Yeah, you know, in, in fact, they've been talking for years about how the employee, you know, employee satisfaction equals customer satisfaction and, and EX and CX. Um, but very, very few companies are able to figure, figure out exactly what it means or what it takes. So all the things that you've talked about, um, Nancy, about creating that culture and all the practices are indicative of, of what, it, what it takes. You know, it's one thing to talk the talk, which a lot of companies say they, you know, but to walk the walk. um, In fact, no, it's incredible culture at Haggerty. And they, I mean, if this pandemic, you know, I mean, every business was impacted, right? Um, I mean, Haggerty really put employees first. We moved like 900 employees out of call centers into safety in like 48 hours, you know, like um, we are, just bending over backwards the company is to accommodate, you know, I'm home with my kids. I mean, you know, like people's working situations right now, giving them flexibility. Um, I mean, the emphasis they've put on our mental and physical health and wellness throughout this has been incredible. So I, I mean, I can't say enough and I I've been there a long time. Um, but it is, they are incredibly committed to their employees and the culture, and they they know that that's why we're successful. Well, Nancy, it's really been a pleasure chatting with you. I know I know you've got another meeting soon. Thanks so much for being on the, the show. 
You're really yeah, cool. thank you for having me. And listeners, thanks for being so patient. We know you've been waiting, particularly um, the elderly couple in northern Michigan that um, listen listens to us um, over over Amazon and really drives our numbers every day. <laughs> we appreciate that. Thanks so thanks so much uh, for being here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tom and Bob Show. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and share it on LinkedIn and Twitter. If you have any ideas or suggestions for future podcasts, send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. After all, you're our customer. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.